0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hope Mindful Compassion Show. My name is Paul Gardigan and I look after the mindfulness program at Hope. And uh, my name is Chris Hatcher and I'm one of the counselors here at Hope. Chris, so last week I kind of bumped into you and I heard you were doing this group about what you said was recovery curve and I had no idea what that was. So in today's podcast you would kind of um, ex- tell us all about this recovery curve and how it kind of how it's how it's helpful, and what it involves. So what is the recovery curve?
1: Well, the recovery curve is is kind of a general uh, way to describe a person's mood uh, and emotions during early recovery. Um, And it only applies to early recovery, does it? You know, looking at it it, it, it really could actually apply to many behavioral changes, but uh, this one that uh, that I, I was teaching in group is very specific to early recovery and withdrawal from uh, drugs and alcohol. And why might this be important or useful? Well, you know, the first six to nine months of recovery, um, when you're clean and, and just start trying to get your feet, are the most important time. It's the most critical time. Uh, of a person's recovery. Um, so, having a better understanding of that and kind of what a person may be going through on an emotional, uh, mental, and physical level could better prepare them to get through it, you know, and, and get through that to the point where their recovery is in a maintenance phase of development. So, is it kind of like,
0: would you say it's kind of like a map of early recovery? It could be a map, absolutely. Um, yeah, a map of moods and emotions, absolutely. And, um, sorry, and how, i think how, how how long does it cover? It covers the first six to nine months. For six to nine months. Yes. And can you kind of give me, like, give us a, an example of the kind of things that you know, are, like is it kind of uh, different stages, is it? It is, it's um, five different stages. Five different, and could you, could you
1: label them? Sure, yeah, no, the, the first stage, um, is actually withdrawal, detox, uh, and withdrawal from, from drugs and alcohol. And this is kind of the period in time where your body's getting used to not having those drugs in your system. It can last a, a week, maybe two weeks. Um, kind of a, a period where, you know, you're not feeling good at all. It's a low period, uh, low mood, um, and, and very difficult to deal with emotions. Um, The next stage is something that I'm sure many people have heard of, and it's called the pink cloud. And that's where you're coming out of withdrawal, and you're on that high. You're feeling physically good, you're feeling mentally good. Um, You know, everything's great. But there's a lot of dangers in this stage, because this is the stage where you can start to get denial and overconfidence and and think that you've got this, you know, and that this feeling's going to last forever. Um, And inevitably it doesn't. You know, and and you know, after a month or so, you usually come down crashing into a stage called the wall, and this is the next low mood stage, and this usually happens between two and four months, um, and it's got another name as well, and that's post acute withdrawal syndrome. Pause. All right now, this is the the period of time where it's just you know incredible depression, you know anxiety, you know. All of those good feelings you had in the pink cloud are kind of boring now, and it's just mundane. Um, and we see massive relapses in this stage, huge relapses, um, up to sixty percent of people will relapse at the wall. Um, but you know, if you get through it and you start to use the tools, you know, all the tools that are taught here at Hope and support programs outside of Hope, then you start to come into the adjustment phase or the second pink cloud. And this is where all of those tools that you use to get through the wall are working for you. And you're feeling mentally good this time. You know, so with the pink cloud, you were feeling physically good. With the adjustment phase and the second pink cloud, you're feeling mentally good. And you've got that clarity back. And then you start to just slowly come down into maintenance phase. That I can kind of really see why you're you're
0: describing it as a curve. It really does sound like a curve. And
1: wh- where does this come from? Where does this idea come from? Uh, the idea actually is is based uh, in the stages of change. The, stage of change. Yeah, the, f- the five stages of change. Um, and it has been studied quite, quite a bit um, by psychologists and psychiatrists in America and... Um, trying to get a better understanding of why early recovery is so difficult for people. Mm. Are we saying this is something that's gonna happen to everybody like this? You know, I've seen people who come in, they never hit a wall. They, you know, keep everything very level. But what I always see with those people is they come in and from day one, they're using the tools. Mm. So they tend not to have such wild fluctuations so it's not inevitable. It's not inevitable. And there's definitely things you can do to minimize it. You know? And, and I, you very regularly see people usually hit a wall, but the people who are on their recovery and, and you know, doing the work that it takes to stay clean, it's a lot more soft.
0: Because I'm sure I mean, a lot of people are going to hear, hear that description about the wall, and you know, it's going to be a bit worrying for them. Mm.
1: Absolutely, you know, and that's something that uh, I actually see when I'm doing this in a group and teaching this. But the reality of it is you can make that wall almost non-existent, you know, if when you're in that pink cloud and you are feeling good, do the work.
0: And like, I often kind of, you know, hear people talking, you know, talking about the pink cloud and, I mean, what, can we be more specific
1: about what we mean by that? Well, the pink cloud is kind of the period, usually the first month of your recovery. And it's a time when, you know, you've been using drugs and you've been using alcohol for quite a long time, right? Your body's quite beaten up. And the pink cloud is a stage where you don't have that. And it's the first time in a long time that you don't have that. So you get your physical health back so quickly, and it's awesome. You know, it's it's one of I can still remember it from when I was, you know, hitting it. It's, it's an amazing feeling, you know. Now we're not
0: saying there's anything wrong with that. We're not saying there's nothing wrong with feeling good, are we? Absolutely not. No, it's it's
1: you know a great stage of this recovery curve. It really is. Um, but if you're not aware of it, you're not aware that it's occurring, then it can lead to other problems. You know, thinking that this is how I'm going to feel forever. Right, you know, and then not doing the things that are needed to do to stay clean. And would you kind of say it's the it's the ending of the
0: of that of what you're calling the pink cloud that would kind of lead to the what? Yes,
1: is absolutely. And how would that work? Well, you know, the pink cloud is really surrounding the physical feelings, right? Feeling physically good, and it's great at first, but that wears off. You know, and that you know. Not saying that you start to physically feel bad, but it just becomes normal. You know it normalizes very quickly, and once it normalizes, then all of a sudden it's not the only thing that's keeping us clean anymore, and that's the point where then all of the the mental and emotional things start to come into play in the recovery and what would be the kind of you know
0: we we've kind of mentioned but what would be the, the symptoms to look out for that someone has hit 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 a wall
1: i mean We see a lot of isolation, Um, we see uh, a lot of negative thinking, um, a lot of anxiety, massive anxiety, and just really kind of a negative outlook on life and recovery. And this would obviously be different than having a bad day? It would, because this is a lot more pervasive of a feeling. Um, It's not necessarily something that will go away in a couple days. You know, when when I start to see people who have been here for, been like that for a week and had this kind of feeling for a week, that's when I would say that they they hit the wall.
0: And so, and I'd imagine, like at that point, you know, that people's motivation or commitment
1: would be starting to, to kind of weaken massively, massively. And that's one of the reasons it's so important to start to put in these positive recovery habits when you're in the pink cloud when you're feeling good. Because then when things start to wane off a little bit, then you've already got those habits established. And what, what would bring that, but that hitting that wall, like, I mean, what would allow someone to escape it? Uh, if they're in treatment, mm-hmm. uh, using the tools, meditation, you know, practicing CBT, um, communicating, you know, talking to people, talking about where they're at and what's going on. Um, and, you know, if you do those things, then you're going to be much more likely to feel a lot less of the wall.
0: And might it, take it, might it take some time to kind of to get back on track again? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It, it can definitely take a little bit of time. Um, but one important thing to remember is it doesn't last forever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It, it, it will very quickly start to level out. You know, usually in a week or two, it can it can start to get better. I mean, might somebody
0: in that, you know, position start to wonder that they're suffering from depression? Absolutely. And Absolutely, and even other mental health uh, as well. And how, like, I mean, so, and can we distinguish between the two? Um,
1: no, because they, they do present very similar signs. Absolutely, you know. Um,
0: so what you say, then, if it's gonna, if, if, if you're gonna hit that wall, it's ongoing and
1: nothing, is kind of helping you. Probably not need to go see a doctor, would you? Correct. Correct. You know, if you're using the tools, you know, when you hit that, you know, four month mark, and you've been using the tools, you've been going to meetings, you've been doing the things that you need to do for your recovery, and it continues, then it might be time to go see a doctor. If it doesn't level up by six, six to eight months. Right.
0: I mean, from what you said there, like a second ago, it almost seems. I mean, that somebody could actually experience this very, very quickly, could not they? Yes absolutely how quickly how soon after they stop I've seen it as quick as uh, probably a week wow yeah so they didn't have that whole thing like
1: the pink cloud and I've seen people stay in the pink cloud for two days and then hit the wall wow that must be scary it, it can be but you know I see it as a gift to the person who experiences that because they realize the reality of it very quickly because most people don't hit the wall till after they leave treatment And you talk about this second pink cloud yes what's all that about well the second pink cloud is if you get through the wall and you begin to feel better right this is where you use the tools uh, to get through the wall and you're starting to feel mentally better right and these tools are just becoming kind of daily practice for you and it's not Difficult anymore. It's not a chore to do. It's just kind of a behavior that you do on a daily basis. And does this does this kind of second pink cloud differ from the first one? It does absolutely, absolutely. Why does it differ? Well, because the first pink cloud again is based very much on the physical feelings, right? Feeling physically better, but not having that mental clarity uh, and having that emotional uh, clarity. So the adjustment phase or the second pink cloud is based on mental clarity and being more in touch with your emotions and doing the things you need to do so you do have the physical part but you've now also got it paired with the mental part right right so it's creating a entire recovery for you so might this be longer lasting yes this uh can absolutely last longer uh and the one big thing about the second pink cloud is there's no dip afterwards
0: Right, okay. Because you mentioned this, what did you say, stable, what do you
1: call it? Maintenance.
0: Maintenance. So, so, I mean, with maintenance, I mean, that's not another brick wall, is it? No, no,
1: maintenance is... Or it's not a kind
0: of second prize after
1: that that pink cloud. I always refer to maintenance phase as normality, uh, where your recovery is just part of your normal daily life. You don't think about waking up and meditating. You don't think about going to a meeting after work. It's just what you do. Right. You've got it ingrained. It's your behavior, uh, and you could almost just do it on autopilot. And will those those nice kind of um,
0: those nice kind of feelings that come up, say, with that, that 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 pink cloud, will they still be there to a certain degree?
1: They will to a certain degree, mm-hmm. absolutely, um, but they won't be as prominent on a typical basis.
0: And. So you I mean we, we mentioned that uh, like near the beginning that you know you, you said it was possible to kind of uh, avoid all of this completely and you did kind of say some of the ways that people could do that but could you just be more clear so how like if people say well look that, I, I don't really want to experience that wall what what do, what do I need to be doing so what does someone like you know, say at the beginning of recovery need to be doing to stop that from happening or to you know to reduce the risk of it happening
1: the people who have The people who have the, you know, reduced walls, uh, as I call them, because I I pretty much always see a lull, Mm. you know, I always see a little bit of a dip. But it gets almost non-existent, and the people who I see do that, when they're in that pink cloud, they're going to exercise, they're practicing mindfulness, they're doing meditation, you know, they're using CBT, they're using the ABC tools. practicing boundaries and communications with the people around them. It's the people who I see really throw themselves into recovery with, with every bit of motivation that they have. So that they're not just stopping because
0: they're feeling it. I suppose when some people feel good, they kind of may feel that they can really take their, their foot off the pedal.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and when people do that, that's when we see very, very difficult walls for people. Right.
0: Is there any... Um Resources that you can think that would help people with this so you you mentioned that it was kind of based on what did you say the the, the cycle of change was it what did you
1: yeah it's based on the cycle of change um, and it's actually based on for anyone familiar with it it, it's based on the uh, stage from action into maintenance right and where would
0: people find out about that
1: Uh, if they could just google stages of change stages of change uh, they'll find uh, a lot of information on that um yeah. And and what so and what you're going you
0: kind of say that, you know, just even knowing about this can be a great help? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because
1: if you know about it then you can prepare for it. Right, yeah. You know, and you can do what it takes to minimize these different phases. Is there anything else that you'd like to
0: that you think would be helpful to add to to this? And that and that you kind of that you you cover in the in the group that we haven't touched upon at all here? I think
1: it's just, I think the most important thing is to recognize this and to, you know, realistically be able to identify where you are within that early recovery, you know, because especially a lot of people at treatment, they leave in that pink cloud, mm. you know, and... Well, well here's a question, and I mean, how would people, I mean, can you think
0: of a, of a handy way for people to do that? Like, you now would it be a case, i say, journaling and kind of, you know, maybe even you know,
1: tend to be writing, I'm in mean, this stage, I'm in that stage, but that'd be helpful as it. Could be, absolutely. You know, one of the things, one of the tools that we, you know, give people here is a nightly inventory and just every evening, just kind of checking your mood and where you are and, and keeping kind of a, a, a log of that. Because, I mean, it'd be very useful, I
0: suppose, if there was some very, very early signs that you were hitting the wall. I mean, and and, and could, you, like, 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 could you think it's kind of symptoms that, you know, that are not those that, kind of big symptoms that, that that could be kind of a clue that things are kind of heading that way? Can you, can you think of anything that would do that?
1: I think more than mood and emotions, the biggest signs are, are more behavioural. Right, like so like what?
0: Isolation. Isolation, right. So that'd be a big, a big, big sign. What about you? I mean, I sometimes, you know, notice people, and they'll be kind of, um, you know, this kind of addiction humor, Mm -hmm. or making light, or kind of, you know, talking about, you know, their 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 war stories about addiction. Would that be a kind of
1: one of those signs? Absolutely, could be kind of a bit more reminiscent uh, of those times because that's the thing when you're when you hit the wall, using drugs seems like a really good idea. Right. Yeah. You know, because of the feelings
0: you have. Well, this has been really useful, Chris. Cool. Thank you very much. We'll have to do, this is our, this is our second podcast again, it isn't is it? Yeah. We'll have to do more of them. Cool, it's, uh, sounds good. Fascinating stuff. Um, and that's it all for now.